With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick! Sorry, kids! Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You where in a single moment you can recognize your brilliance and change your life. This is a transformational hour that covers an array of topics that demonstrate how individuals use their native talents, as shown in their name, to look at the ordinary in extraordinary ways. Now, Albert Einstein once said that everybody's a genius. Why would one of the smartest people on the planet declare that everyone is a genius unless he knew that to be true? I'm your host, Sharon Lynn Wyeth, creator of Namology Science, and author of Know the Name, Know the Person. And in each weekly show, you'll hear the fascinating ways other people discover the genius in themselves and what they were able to accomplish. At the end of tonight's show, you'll hear clues on how you can recognize your own innate genius. Now, all over the world, people have many, many diverse interests. And in that vein, people have asked about different occupations and areas of life that have highly interested them. People want to know how highly successful people have managed to achieve their genius mindset by utilizing the gifts that are seen in their name when we analyze the name with namology science. So how does someone express their creative talents and how does someone share those gifts with others in such a way that everybody benefits? Our expert tonight is Rosie Aiello, who has developed her genius in the area of being able to create a joyful life. Now you may think, ah, oh, that's not so hard. But for some people, some of the things we go through and some of the things we've experienced, it's very hard sometimes to get over or to get on and then to know how to live in joy. So even though Rosie had her MBA and she lived for 25 years in an environment where she was subjected to financial domination by her husband, we all know how finances can be used to control another person. And psychological, emotional, and verbal abusive onslaught she also endured. Now, some cultures treat women very differently than the culture does here in the United States. So in order to escape this personal insidious situation, she had to execute an escape plan across international borders for both herself and her daughter. Now, Rosie was mentally beaten down by the time she arrived back in the United States, where she proceeded to reinvent herself, start her own business, which she has expanded internationally. She's written a best-selling book and has become a sought-after speaker. Rosie now assists women in finding their voice, recognizing their self-worth, and fulfilling their potential. Now, I'm going to say that occasionally a man will slip in there, too, and it's okay, guys. You can keep listening. You'll learn to. In other words, she's now assisting people to find their freedom. Now, Rosie and her daughter are authors of the upcoming memoir, 11 Hours to Freedom, where they share the journey of escape, freedom, and healing. They are now on a global movement to help save one million or more women and their children from this insidious abuse. They are also the co-founders of 
the love is kind movement because love is kind. It doesn't terrorize. And to quote her, it's time to stop the terror that's destroying families and lives. It's time to stop family terrorism because when women and children can break free of the shackles that bind them in abuse, they can live a happy, productive, and prosperous life, unquote. So, Rosie, welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You radio show. Oh, thank you. This is a long time in coming, huh? So glad to be here. <laughs> Same here. So when's your book coming out? Uh, we're hoping next year, 2019. That'll be, we'll be here 10 years and that's our goal. All it's right. a long, it's a big project. <laughs> well, please let us know when it finally gets out there. I will so, definitely do that. Rosie, you've been through such an ordeal and I so empathize with you and your experiences due to my own experiences. And, and I'm going to tell you, I taught one of the schools that I taught at, I've taught in eight different States. And one of the schools, when I mentioned the abuse I had gone through, Every single female teacher found me over the next couple of weeks and admitted their own abuse. There was not one of us female teachers at that school that hadn't experienced some kind of abuse. And I thought, how horrible is this? Now, in the movie starring Sally Fields called Not Without My Daughter, she has to be able to leave the country. She could, but she couldn't leave and take her daughter with her. So it took her years to devise a way to get out and and that she would not be leaving her daughter behind. Was that a similar situation for you? It, well, in the sense that I would never leave without my daughter. In fact, when I first came back to the United States, I just said I would have never left without my daughter. The difference was is that Sally was, uh, well, her character, uh, was living in the United States, and then they went to Iran, uh, Iran to uh, visit his family, and then he said, I don't want to I don't want to go back to the United States. And so right. then she started in a plan. The difference with me is that I I was living in the Middle East from the get-go, from the beginning of my marriage, and my daughter was born overseas. So we were living there for, you know, I lived there for almost 25 years, about half the time in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, about half the time in Beirut, Lebanon. And the longer we were married, I noticed the abuse started to escalate. And he started to be do the same, um, do the same verbal and uh, emotional and psychological abuse uh, with my daughter. But I didn't know any of this, Sharon. I didn't know. I was married 18 years. This is a problem for a lot of women. I was married 18 years before I even knew I was in an abusive relationship. And because you know, like you're, I'm sure you and your it listeners slowly. It starts start, slowly. Well, you're you're not ready for it. You're not expecting it. You know, you know, you and your your listeners. I know we're high powered women. I was in, working in corporate finance in Silicon Valley before I got married. I was a go getter. I, I succeeded in things that I did. I wasn't expecting somebody just to keep putting me down. So I thought, oh well, you know, when he tells you, you know, well, you just have to be better. You you just you, know, you didn't do this right. You got to you try. You know, do it again. And so it was constantly me trying to be better. And of course I was going to be better. You know, I, I rise to the occasion, not knowing that this was just a, a, a manipulation, a way to control and to dominate. You don't expect the person who's supposed to love, care and so, love you unconditionally support you to turn against you and to put you down. You're not ready for that. You're not ready. You know, I lived in a lot of political terrorism. I lived in the Middle East, right? I was I was right. surrounded by military conflict, you know, military, political uh, terrorism all the time. And soldiers who go out into the field, they're prepared for battle. But when you get married, you're not prepared for a battle. You don't have the skills to, you know, to counteract uh, how somebody's going to attack you and put you down and, and screw with your mind. And that's a problem most women have. Have you noticed, too, that when the men start that, they not only attack the individual, but they start separating the, you know, the individual that they're being abusive towards from the other and from their support system. So it well, makes it harder and harder to even have a support system. Did that also happen to you? Well, exactly. Because, I mean, I was I was I left my career, my family and my friends, I, you know, from California to move overseas. So I had nobody. Absolutely nobody. And I had, and in those, in all those years of marriage of 25 years, uh, only three people knew 
what had happened. And that was after those 18 years when I discovered I was in an abusive relationship. So I finally told three people, my brother and my two best friends in the United States. So I was severely isolated. And I was so terrified because he made it be that way. Like if you tell anybody kind of thing, you know, you're going to pay for it. So physical, geographical isolation, psychological isolation as well. And I think that happens to a lot of women and it happens sometimes slowly and over time. But now I've watched it happen to others, yes. you know, and it's, it's incredibly hard to see. And that's why when I, when, when I tell women, I said, before you fall in love with somebody, please let me analyze the person's name while you're still listening to me. Because once you've fallen in love, you don't want to hear what I have to say. So yeah. This mm -hmm. is the part of the show where we analyze your name. And I was just really curious first before I do yours. Did you keep your husband's last name or did you change it back to your own? No, this is my maiden name. Okay. And was it always Rosie or was it Rosalinda? Uh, neither. <laughs> it was okay. Rosalie. R-O-S-A-L-I-E. There's what I was looking for. I was looking for a combination in there that literally says, and I'm going to share this with everybody, guys. When someone has three L's in the name, okay, it means that they are either a perpetrator or a victim of violence. And you look at the rest of the name and you can tell which side they're going to go on. Now, when I look at Rosie's name, that R-O at the beginning of a name, or if it was an R-A somewhere in the name, along with, you know, that or the R-O, that tells me right away that that person's going to be a victim. And so there's countermeasures to it. And I'm happy to talk with anybody who wants to off the, you know, on the phone, off the radio show on what you can do as a countermeasure when you have that in your name to make sure that you're safe, because this is so dear to my heart. All right. So, Rosie, it's in your name that people can take from you what you don't want to give and that you can be the recipient of violence. And it's because there's that three O's. All, I mean, the three L's all the way through your birth name. Okay, two in your last name and the one in their first name. Now, what's interesting about your name is it says that you're very independent. You have a very generous heart, that you're a, a nurturer. You can learn anything you want to. And that if you wanted to, you'd be a really good writer. So I'm so looking forward to you. <laughs> and it also says in there that you've been taught how to be well known. And you can become famous, according to this name, and at least in your area of that which you want your attention drawn to. So, um, and, and with all the vowels that you have in your name, vowels is how we connect to other people. It mm. lets me know that you can get along with anybody that you want to. Well, we need to take a break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on xzbn.net and Xzone Broadcast Network and on the website knowthename.com. Now, after the break, we're going to find out what Rosie did to heal. Stay tuned. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com.
Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. Now, our guest tonight is Rosie Aiello, whose website is 11, and that's the number 11, so it's a 1-1, hourstofreedom.com. So it's 11hourstofreedom.com, and the number is written out numerically. Okay, now, I had mentioned that in one of the schools where I worked, I mentioned that I had been physically abused by my husband. That's what I call him. I mean, he's healed since then and gone through counseling and all that. And he's not a bad guy. Okay. It just, it happened. And without going into all the unnecessary detail here, the end result was that the women I was teaching with at that school sought me out and confessed to me that they too had been physically abused by men. We then discussed ways of healing because these teachers were wonderful women. You would have never guessed. They never let on. They never showed a clue. So would you describe for us, please, Rosie, how you started to go about first getting out of the situation and then to heal? Because I personally know how difficult it is. When I was still there, Sharon, there there came a, you know, I knew something was wrong, but I didn't have my finger on it. But there come a point, you know, after I've been married for so long, I just, I just looked at my life and I just said, I, I'm not going to live like this. I'm not going to be a martyr. I deserve to have a happy and joyful life. My daughter and I d- deserve to have a happy and joyful life. And I just kept focused on that. And that truly was, I knew nothing at that time about a personal development. I knew nothing about limiting beliefs. I just, I just was focused on that. And as I was creating, I had four months to plan this escape. And I said those words, I deserve to have a happy and joyful life. I, I, you know, my life matters over and over because I felt so guilty leaving. Crazy as that sounds, right? No, it doesn't sound crazy. Keep going. And uh, so uh, you know, I did a lot of planning, which I'm not going to go through the details of that. It'll be in the book. <laughs> um, but I was just like headstrong. that I'm going to live my life and my daughter. You know, I was, you know, we we're going to live our lives because we were both suicidal. And so when we arrived back in the United States, we both had severe PTSD. 
you know, depression and anxiety. I couldn't even look at a man. I couldn't look at a car that he, he drove. I would just, you know, just shake and go into depression. And I started to read voraciously. I went to therapists and, and you know, got treatment. You know, you, you name the modality, I have probably done it because I was determined. It's like I got my freedom. You know, I look out my window every day and just think about my freedom and nothing. I mean, nothing um, surpasses the, your individual freedom of your own soul. And so it's, it's a constant process of what I do to, to remember, you know, that my life has value and, and I have a purpose in this world. And my daughter does, you know, the, the message that we have. And that's why, you know, you mentioned the, the one website, which is, you know, what we have. And the other website that we created is theloveiskindnetwork.com. Theloveiskindnetwork.com because, as you had mentioned in my intro, that I believe that love is kind, not terrorizing, not demeaning, not cruel, not rude. And so I help women, you know, as I've helped myself, figure out what's important to me. What are my values? Most women don't know this. And how do you set your boundaries? And what does that really mean? Which it really, it just means teaching people, uh, teaching other people how to treat you. But there's a way to do that. Um, my husband, or my husband, I love that, <laughs> you know, um, would, I mean, he would just get angry so much. I just couldn't even ask him a question. So as I say, I got the ask kicked out of me because I didn't know how to ask. I was so afraid to open my mouth up. I was just afraid of everything. And slowly I just peeled the layers because I was determined I have one life to live and, you know, by golly, I'm going to live it. Okay. So you did all these different modalities. Are there any of the modalities that you did that you thought this modality was helpful? It may not have been everything, but it certainly helps you progress that you would be willing to share? Yes. And there are quite a few. And then now, you know, I don't do this particular one, but I do all the other ones afterwards. But the, the one that changed for if you've got PTSD, um, a really good modality that's done by a trained therapist is called EMDR. So it's, it's an eye movement desensitization where you're, the eyes are going back and forth and you're kind of reprogramming the brain and the attachment to the trauma. So it happens when traumatic memories are formed differently. I'm not going to go into too much detail than a regular memory. And the trauma is always there because you had that experience. But what, what the EMDR now releases the trigger that you've attached to, to, to that experience. So then you're not so charged up. Like in the beginning, like I was saying, if I just saw a car that he, that my ex-husband had, you know, driven, I just saw it like in the streets of San Francisco, I would just, I would just have a breakdown, you know, and I'd be in my bed for, for a week just seeing a car. Uh, now, of course, that doesn't bother me. Um, so that's one modality that I would recommend for women who are deep into the PTSD. And then the work I do is you know, continuation of that, that work that they would do with, or in, or in conjunction with the therapist. Now, did you try EFT as one of your solutions? Yes. And I do EFT with my clients. Yeah. Okay. Now EMDR is also really uh, well used for people that are grieving a loss, like mm -hmm. uh, someone dies or whatever, and they're grieving a loss and they can't seem to get over it. And that is the method, that, and the EMDR, and they have to be really well-trained to do it with you. And that also works for that, which I thought was just amazing when I read about that. So Yeah, it's got lots, it has lots of purpose, you know, lots of uses. It's, it's really good. PTSD is just one, but it's, it's one of the best ones for, for trauma. Did you start with meditating or affirmations or any of those type of things? I did them all. Absolutely. And and to this day, I continue them every single day, you know, some kind of affirmation, some kind of a meditation. Um, these are all part of the, you know, my process that I go through. And, you know, and I'll be honest, you know, I, I get knocked off, you know, the, my foundation, you know, my uh, sad to say my ex-husband is, is still to this day, nine years in the United States. He's, he lives overseas, but he still stalks my daughter and I. He's hired somebody to go after us and defame us and slander and everything else and 
I'm not in contact with him, but you know, I hear of it. And um, so, or something else will happen that I'll get triggered. Well, and it's easy to get triggered. Now, I used Louise Hay's book, Heal Your Life, mm-hmm. and I took one chapter at a time, and I read the chapter, and then I did the affirmations, like she says, looking in the mirror. And until I could do the affirmation three days in a row without crying, I didn't go to the next chapter. And mm-hmm. it literally took me eight months to get through her book. Yes. And so, I mean, kudos to finding a method that's faster or whatever. But I realized with so many women that I have been fortunate enough to find out about or they've come to me and I've been able to help them um, afterwards is simply that when you start to think because you when they're alive still it is a constant reminder and when you think this would have been easier had they died that to me people would admit that to me and they'd think oh I'm just horrible look at where my thoughts are going I am absolutely (laughs) horrible and I'd said and I would always say that's the bottom you hit the bottom and now you're ready to heal and go forward. And to me, that was always a wonderful sign. Now let's heal that thought. And now we're ready to heal because now you realize how hard it really is and you're willing to admit it to yourself. And now you're willing to heal. So did you find that there were times you wanted to give up the healing or give up your process or your way and just say, man, this isn't worth it. It's too hard. Never. Absolutely never. I mean, um, you know, was it hard? It's yes, it's, it's hard. And, you know, part of it is just like, for me, it's like every day you, you have to fight for your freedom. You know, we have, we think, you think about our soldiers out there fighting for the, our American rights and things like that. You've got to fight for your own rights. And I, and I say fight, but in doing the things that are going to take care of you. Uh, and that's why I just like, you know, my, one of my taglines is that you deserve to be treated with kindness. And that starts with treating yourself with some, some kindness. And that's like doing the meditations, doing the affirmations, uh, going to see a therapist, going to see a doctor, um, knowing your values, setting the right boundaries, learning how to ask for what you want, learning how to, to receive all these things, you know, how to take the next step forward so you can really create your life. So never tough. Yes. Tough. I mean, you know, sometimes I could barely get off the floor. It's like, you know, know, metaphorically, I was just like, just crying and and stuff, but it's like, I got my freedom. I have my freedom. Well, and you were still very fortunate that you had some sense of self for you to be able to say, um, I believe I deserve better than this because some people it's so even that piece of them is gone. I mean, that piece can be wiped out. It can because, you know, the, the uh, abuse, you know, abuse literally, you know, rewires the brain. And that's why, you know, people can't get out so easily because they're, they don't have their full faculties. It's not a joke. And but it's it, very bra- hard. But we need yeah. to take another break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on XZBN.net and XZone Broadcast Network Station and on the website knowthename.com. Now, this show is dedicated to creating joyful lives after being abused. After the break, we'll hear some of what Rosie's learned along the way that caused her initially to become a victim and why she can spot that right away now. Stay tuned. here and they've been here for thousands of years making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. 
Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon. UFOs are real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Rosie Aiello, and she can be reached via her website at 11hourstofreedom.com and also theloveiskindnetwork.com. Okay, Rosie, before the break, we were talking about different things that could have led us to become a victim in the first place. Things you didn't recognize along the way that now you say, oh, that's a step. You know, now as you look back, you can identify it. But during the time you couldn't. I mean, I know that when I left the house or before I actually left for good, I went to a woman's abuse center and I said, educate me about abuse. And they showed me this chart about this cycle of abuse, how they'll abuse you and, and you know, how it builds and builds and builds. And then it steams out and you get hurt. And then how they apologize and promise they won't do it again. But that every time, and then the abuse starts again slowly but surely. And that every time that it goes around the circle, the abuse is worse than the time before. And so you've got to get out before you get killed. So when you were looking back at how did it start, what are some of the warning signs that you're now very aware of that you can warn other people about? Uh, thank you for this question, uh, especially, uh, you know, just to get back that my, in my case, it was not physical or sexual abuse. I mean, I had a couple of those sprinkled in. I won't say there there wasn't any, but mine, the, the abuse that I experienced, which is so insidious, is that it was, it was verbal and emotional. So there, it wasn't quite as obvious, especially in the beginning. So one of the, one of the, there's so many signs, but I want the listeners to, to pay attention that if they just feel, if they feel something is off, like with, if somebody says something to man, woman, colleague, whoever it is in your, in your realm, and you just get this sick feeling, pay attention to that. See, I had a lot of bodily, my body was talking to me and I was ignoring it. So that, that's, that's one thing that's kind of really subtle, but I just didn't ignore, you know, you don't listen to your intuition or your gut, right? I didn't even know I had an intuition or gut at that time. So that's, that's one thing I want people to, to really be aware of. Uh, secondly is, um, he, you describe this and this is what I tell my, my clients is to, is to pay attention to the pattern. You know, even the abusive man can be kind sometimes or nice sometimes. And it's this roller coaster right? Now, mine never apologized for anything, but it'd be, he'd be really, really nice. And then all of a sudden he just turned into this monster and it's like, what did I do? So you have this, this expression, well, what's going on? You're kind of shaking your head and you don't really understand it. That's a psychological abuse. So if you have that, that feeling like what just happened kind of thing, like, did we just flip a switch or, or like, what, what did I do? And then, but he's telling you, you did all these things, but you can't figure it out. It's, it's very confusing. That's another major sign. And I'm describing these in a different way because sometimes it's not so, uh, it's not obvious and you're, it's not written down always this way. 
Did uh, you ever feel like you were doing something that was causing his abuse, but you couldn't well, figure out what it was? Well, he made, he, he told me I was all the time. You know, if you just shape up Rosie, things will be better. If you just do this, Rosie, it'll be better. So I was, I was, I, you start to get brainwashed into this belief that it's your fault. Um, so, so yes and no. I mean, it's like, oh, okay, well, I just got to be better. Remember, I was explaining that before. So if it's the other thing, this is really important is like, if they'll tell you something to do and you'll be like me, you'll, you'll do it right. I'm a goal getter, you know? And then right, you've done it right. Like example, I mean, it's really stupid. He told me to fold his shirts, his shirts a certain way. Okay. So I folded his shirts a certain way, just like he wanted them. And then out of the blue one day, he throws them all on the, on the bed. It's like, why are you throwing your shirts this way? This is not what I said I wanted. So when you do something, he'll change the goal or he'll change the goal right before you get there and make you think that you were doing it wrong the whole time. You know, I've, I've watched parents do that to their children over all my years of education, being in the classroom and then as an administrator. I've watched parents right there in front of me do that to their kids. And I have to sit down and say, wait a minute, you know, we're going to discuss this right here. Yeah. And then, of course, I get the counselors in on working with the child because there's only so much we can do as an administrator but or, you know, or as a teacher. But it's like, excuse me. And and I think that's very hard, especially on kids growing up. Because they don't have all the faculties that you did as an adult. And it's still difficult as an adult. Exactly. That, and that's so true. And, and that's why, you know, this memoir that we're writing, my daughter and I, is from the point of view of a wife, a mother, and a child. So the reader really grasps what happens to the family dynamics here. And that's why I call it family terrorism. You know, because we're all terrorized. You know, family, you know, domestic violence to me kind of signifies a physical thing, which can be misconstrued, you know, to the average person who doesn't know what it really means or domestic abuse. And But, you know, no one seems to that I've spoken to women all over the world like, oh, yeah, I was it was terror. I was terrorized. You're when you're in terror just means constantly inducing fear. And that's how they keep you in control. So right, it's like walking on eggshells all the time. Exactly. And I lived in the part of the world where there was like real landmines, you know, like real landmines. <laughs> and I was like yeah. living like one. If I breathed wrong, he would just blow up. So it's like, well, you know, like you're saying, well, what did I do? You know, I just, I'm just taking a deep breath. He make, takes it as a personal attack against himself, now, against you him. you did everything you could to keep your husband happy. And as a wife, I did the same, you know, yep. because you do it out of love, because you love them or you wouldn't have married him in the first place. But you call this the please disease. Would you kindly describe this disease so that we can all recognize it and then tell us how to cure it? We, <laughs> I think, you know, we've been socialized as women to be people pleasers. You know, it's the good girl, you know, sugar and spice and all that's nice. If you know that little nursery rhyme and we just grow up thinking what we want doesn't matter. And we're put in a place where we just need to please and just say yes. And it, even if it bothers us, we'll just we'll just do it. I called myself being like even the peacemaker. I just want peace. Whatever you want to do, you know, whatever he does, I want to have peace. And so how you get out of that, you know, how do you get out of that, that shift, that pattern, just just saying yes and, and losing yourself. You'll feel mm -hmm. yourself being lost, but you won't be able to put your finger on it. But again, it's knowing one, your values and that you and you are valuable. You matter. You have a right to have a voice in this relationship, right? And not just one person dominating. You have a right to set your boundaries with that, whoever it is. And that just means if he's screaming at you or he's hitting you, it's not okay ever, right? We don't we we have to really put we have to stand by what matters to us you know if we want to be tr treated with respect with kindness and with love with empathy and with compassion we have to stand by those values that means we need to be firm in how we want how we expect somebody to be treated now having said that and having been in an abusive relationship you have to be very careful you know of how you communicate this. Your first and primary goal is to always be safe. You know, I didn't have any abuse center to go run off to and, you know, to, to save. I, I had nowhere to go, no support system whatsoever. 
I mean, even his cousin was a was a priest. And I told him about it. And he basically told me, he says, well, if you were physically abused, we could help you. But just the verbal abuse, you know, we can't do anything. You know, you just you just have to learn how to communicate. Wow. You know, that is such a uh, put down. You know, when when you're feeling lost and you start losing your sense of self because you've been trying to please so hard that you forget who you are to begin with. um, I want to say that. Guys, when you look at somebody's name, when women call me and say, should I take his last name or not? That'll show up once you've taken his last name. If when you compare his last name to your first name, that'll show up if that's a possibility. And that's the only time when I otherwise I just say, well, this is what you're going to have with your last name. This is what your environment's going to be like with his last name. But when that's going to show up, I always say, I would suggest that you don't. It's the only time I give my opinion because you will lose your sense of self if you take on his last name. And it is so hard to regain once you've lost it. So in this instance, I would say, please don't. And isn't it amazing that that can show up in a name? Yeah, it, it, it really is. And, and that's why I, I just, you know, as a first step for these women, it's just keep repeating to yourself. I deserve to be treated with kindness. Say it over and over and over. My life matters. My voice matters. And just repeat those affirmations. Uh, you know, women that I've worked with, just, you know, we do, the, we do the deeper work, of course. But just starting to realize, like, oh, yeah, I, I, can, I don't have to take this. This is not right. Because we're, we're taught, you know, everything, you know, this is a male-dominated society everywhere in the world. There, there's a few exceptions. But the United States is really no different because all the books I've read are st- and studies have been mostly with Western men, sadly. Uh, it's very dominant here, just like you said, in your school, right? Yeah. You know, all the women. So and, and it's so sad. And that's what I found speaking wherever I, I speak, you know, women just come up to me. So the domestic violence hotline that website they say one in three women will you know experience abuse sometime in their life but you know it's more than that it is <laughs> you know, more than that <laughs> it's more than that because women don't report it women who are, are verbally or psychologically abused like me usually you know definitely or rarely report it because we okay, keep hold making that excuses yeah. yes we do make excuses hold that thought because we need to take our last break stay tuned to know the name know the genius in you on exit xzbn.net and knowthename.com now after the break we're going to find out what Rosie had in her name that has assisted her to stay strong to herself that you might have in your name as well stay tuned heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, sci-fi and horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Path Home Shamanic Art School has just launched a new online series of classes, Galactic Shamanism, Art of the Ancients, Key to Tomorrow. In these classes, composed and taught by Path Home founder and director Gwilda Wiecka, you'll learn practical shamanic skills to support your daily life, such as how to build a medicine wheel to access the power of the earth, perform a shamanic journey, 
create sacred space in which to live and work, empower your life with totem animals, elementals, and fairy folk, and learn the art of accurately reading signs and omens. These tried and true skills are the key to living a powerful, productive life. Visit us at findyourpathhome.com to see the ever-growing collection of classes and leading-edge information to support you during these times of uncertainty and transition. All can be found at findyourpathhome.com. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Rosie Ayalo, and who, her website is 11 Hours to Freedom, and 11 is the numeral, so it's just 11HoursToFreedom.com, and her other website is TheLoveIsKindNetwork.com. Now, she's taken her skills to a level where she's able to share her secrets with others to enable them to learn how a woman can honor herself and others while maintaining healthy boundaries and keeping herself safe. Now, right before the break, Rosie, I'm sorry I had to stop you because we're going into break. Please continue with your thoughts on that. Yeah, thank you. This is another really key um, red flag. And that is when you start to, when you start to make excuses for their behavior. So, for example, uh, my husband just had a you know just her a, a terrifying temper and, and anger problem, and uh, I would just say, oh well, you know, in my mind, right? I would say, oh well, you know, he's he's working really hard. Uh, he's you know just he's had a bad night. Um, He's really a good man, you know, all the other times. Oh, he's really, really good all the other times. It's just that these times, you know, he just gets upset every now and then, gets really angry. But, you know, he's a really good man. And what I discovered is that, you know, it's like you can even just visualize having, taking your your two hands and having them face each other. And, you know, your right hand is all the really, really good stuff. I mean, the guy is just great. He's smart and charismatic and everything. And the other, your left hand is like, this is where, you know, he's got the temper, he's, he's angry, he's, he's hitting you, he's threatening you. This is another one, another big red flag, big threats. Um, and now put, those, put your hands together so they're touching each other. Now bring your fingers down so they're now clasping, you know, over, over your hand. And now try to pull your hand apart. You can't pull it apart. And what that means is that if you want the good, you're always going to get the bad. These men who are narcissistic, and I know there's women too, but my market's for, for women, you know, they're narcissistic, sometimes sociopathic or psychopathic, and you love the good, you don't like the bad, but the bad is never going to go away unless you release yourself. So it's easy to get sucked into their web, and I just ask that you confide in somebody that you can trust and talk to somebody until you can, or go to, go to my website, you know, the love is kind network. Um, the key is not to be alone because like you and I, it's like your mind gets twisted and you don't know what reality is. They, they, they warp your reality. So you have no idea what's real and what's not. They'll just keep telling, dumbing you down till you disbelieve them. And yes, I ha- I was living on a thread of my own psyche. Well, and it and it's so difficult. And over time, when one is abused and constantly put down, it becomes harder and harder to stand up for yourself. Did you find that to be true for you? Oh, I, I just I just avoided. Yes, I just avoided him like the plague. I just I would just try not because I felt 
like you said, walking on eggshells. It's like no matter what I did, it was wrong. It, it was, and, and of course, then he started to treat my mistreat my daughter, and that that was that was, that's a whole another story that's very very you know difficult for me, and of course for her. But I was just I was afraid of him. I was terrified of him. But and that's such a hard hard way to live. It's very hard. And not knowing where to go and how to, how to, you know, I was in a foreign country, you know, and I couldn't just even just like hop on a plane. I mean, if he knew um, I was leaving, he could have, he could have kept me back. He could have held me back. He had the right to hold me, you know, uh, in his country. I didn't have that right. You know, it's not like here you can, you know, as hard as it is still to, for women to leave, but you, you could leave, you could go somewhere, you could get in a car, you could hop on a plane. I couldn't do that. Did, did this impact your ability to also ask for what you needed? Because, you know, in a relationship, you know, we don't expect the other person to be able to read our minds. Sometimes you have to say, you know, I would really appreciate this. Or I know that, that with my friends now, I say, sometimes I'll just go, I just need you to listen. I just need somebody to know this. I don't need advice. I don't need suggestions. I just need to be heard. You know, and other times I go, I am really seeking input. You know, and so you're asking for what you need. Did being in this abusive relationship impact your ability to ask for what you needed? Yes, in the sense that, you know, I, I, I didn't know how to ask. And I had to learn when I came back here how to ask. And in fact, I have, <clears throat> excuse me, I have on my website, the Love is Kind Network, a free handout for those who want that. It's called 11 Keys to Confidently Ask for What You Want. And um, it's a skill I keep practicing at. All these are skills that need to be practiced. It's not like you just do it once and you let it go because you're constantly being challenged. And you, I'll call them opportunities come your way that challenge your way of behaving, thinking, and reacting. You can't so, let this go. This is what I call about fighting your free, for your freedom. It's practicing these skills. So how can a person in this situation boost their ability to ask with confidence? Now, you call that the ask sandwich step method. Is that similar to what you're saying now is your 11 steps? That's part of it. That's just that's that's part of the 11 steps. It's just one little one. Um, that's part of the 11, 11 ways. It's not 11 steps, but there are 11 ways, 11 keys that you have to be to, to, to start really knowing, you know, and half the battle women don't even um, know what they want to ask for. <laughs> you know? So it's, you know, first articulating your ask, you know, even knowing what it is, because I didn't even know. I mean, for example, I've been dating this God, this wonderful man who's actually helped me ask because he gave, he created safety for me. And when you're, and you have to be able to ask for people who are willing to listen, like you say, I mean, a narcissist is not usually willing to listen. So you have to be careful here because, uh, again, I want to in, emphasize safety. But when you're asking is you think of the higher goal of the relationship. You know, this is just to communicate. Um, it's just a matter of, of, of I want this to I want to create a, a, a better relationship. So when I ask, you know, it's just set that preframe in your mind and say, you know, I, I really love how being with you and um, I have something I'm kind of curious about. Especially with men, if we say, oh, I want to share something with you or I want to ask something, that will be like a red flag. It's like, oh, my God, now what's going to happen? <laughs> you know? And they kind of pull back. But if you just say, I'm just curious about something and you present that. Like I had this one woman, such a sweetheart, and she was married and and, and she said, she, she was so afraid to ask uh, her husband, she goes, I just, you know, we have a little baby, but I just, I just want to go out on a date with my husband. And I'm just, I, 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 but I'm just so afraid because, you know, he's working so hard. He comes home tired and everything else. And I just, I just don't know what to do. So she followed this strategy and he said, well, yeah, I would love to. And but she was shocked. I mean, even something so loving as that, she was afraid to ask. And then they, they had a beautiful date and now do it on a regular basis. Yeah, I, I just, I look and I think, oh, how hard it, it is to ask. You know, if it's that hard to ask, then that relationship's in trouble. That's a big sign right there. Now, Rosie, what is one quick thing that you could give us that 
that helped you become uplifted afterwards that is meant to break, you know, from the things that were meant to break you that you could give that others could do right away, something that would help them become more positive and believe in themselves more? Well, I'm going to emphasize again some of those. Uh, I'm going to get two little things here. One is to really just keep saying to yourself that you that I deserve to be treated with kindness. This is such an impactful um, phrase. And the other thing that's really important is not to be alone. You know, I was imprisoned in this relationship, but the shame that I felt around this relationship imprisoned me more because I felt so alone that I didn't think anybody understood me or knew what I was going through or would support me and reach out, reach out to somebody you trust, reach out to, to my community. The love is kind movement on Facebook groups. It's a private, it's a closed community. Um, just don't do it alone. That's great. Thank you, Rosie, for sharing your tale with all of us and giving us your suggestions that you have and taking your time to be with us. It is really appreciated. Thank you, Rosie. Thank you. Be prepared and surprised and very pleased when you experience Rosie's work. Her website, again, is theloveiskindnetwork.com and 11hourstofreedom.com about her upcoming book. Now, Rosie's name indicates that she is susceptible to abuse. Now, this is found in the letter combination R-O and the letter combination R-A. And it doesn't matter if the R-O is at the beginning of the name, like in Rosie, or in the middle of the name, like in Sharon. And there's plenty of names that have that R-O in it or that R-A combination. If your name contains the letter combinations of R-A or R-O, then you too are susceptible to people taking from you what you don't want to give, which can be violence, abuse, theft, it can come, or claiming your work is theirs. It can come in so many different ways. And again, if you'd like to know hints on, on how to do some of those things and how to put yourself in a place of safety, please email me at info at knowthename.com and I'm happy to share with you some of those things that you can do. Do you know where your genius lies? I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, host of the radio show, Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is heard every weekday at various hours right here on xzbn.net radio and XZone Broadcast Network. And it can also be heard on knowthename.com. Now you can tune into the fascinating ways other people have discovered the genius in themselves and what they were able to accomplish. And in each upcoming show, you hear clues on how you can recognize your own innate genius. For all the days and times, just go to the website xzbn.com. Now, if you wish to learn on a person's name or know about your own name, just contact us at info at knowthename.com. Remember, once you know the name, you know all about the person. This is Sharon and Wyeth signing off. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. 
SimulTV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365.